today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie Most days of the week, right around the country, mobile libraries bring books to people, some of whom are unable to get to their nearest library. The service remains a vital link for communities and helps maintain a love of reading with both older and younger readers alike. Well, our reporter Brian O'Connell spent a day with one such mobile library service and Brian joins me now. Hello, Brian. Morning, Claire. So you had some conversations about reading, which we'll get to, but you better tell us where you were and why the service exist in the first place. Yeah, we had some lovely conversations about reading, but mobile libraries operate, as you said, uh, nationally. Um, They're in places essentially where they don't have a library branch. um, Places, for example, as well, such as nursing homes, schools, they might call to to people's homes who are unable to get out and about. On the go for decades. And as you said, I did spend a day with a mobile library service in East Cork. Mostly it travelled to villages. It did travel to a school or two, to nursing homes. And along the way, I chatted to some of those who use the service and we discussed their love of books. So we also, interestingly, and something I wasn't really prepared for, we met a relatively new type of clientele. They're seeing the rural remote worker who might be working from home, uh, say, two or three days a week, and then they pop into to their mobile library on their lunch break, possibly for some social reaction, but also, of course, to grab a book or two. So um, if you don't, uh, if they don't have what you want, Claire, you can order it in advance. So it really is a great service, as librarian Mary Luttrell explained shortly after we pulled up in the seaside village of Garyvaux. We're coming to the people. It's not like the branch library that's open all the time. It's a rural service for rural Ireland. There are four of them in County Cork, so we cover north, south, east and west. We come to places that don't have a local branch library. Schools would be a main part of our service. We would cover nearly 40 schools. Um, we do five or six nursing homes. Um, and the rest then would be villages and small towns. So anything that people request once it's in the system somewhere, we can request it. So we're not limited to what's on the shelves. What's popular at the moment? For the children, I think Football Heroes, Dogman, um, among the adults, a lot of Irish authors. Crime is always popular, all the new crime. Yeah. Sport biographies are always popular. You're meeting readers at the outset of their reading careers as children, and then you're also meeting them in nursing homes, perhaps towards the latter stages of their reading lives. Yes, you are, actually. I didn't think of that. But um, you are, you're meeting the, the kids coming in from play schools. We have a lot of play schools coming in and toddlers coming in. In one or two of the nursing homes, the juvenile history books, like parts of the famine, parts of War- Ireland and World War Two, are actually gone very popular. What about the Mills and Boom, the old romance novels? The romance novels... It's not dead, is it? Definitely not dead, no. There's a, some people love them, they continually get them. What about yourself now when you're reading? Is, are you like the cook now who doesn't cook at home? <laughs> no, 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 I do. I read, I read mainly light stuff, mainly chiclet. Librarians always read, Brian. Yeah, I know, I've got that wrong. <laughs> and Mary Lutterell there, who's I'm sure a great reader now. Um, the readers, though, who were using the mobile library service, they were very happy to chat to you. Many of them wanted to tell me about that one book that maybe stood out for them throughout their lives or, or the love of reading passed on by a parent, which has sustained them. One woman joked that she'd solved more crimes than most police officers, given <laughs> her love of crime novels, her ability to be able to kind of figure out the plot quite early on. So I spoke with Joan Barry, who's first up in this clip, and you'll hear Ada Reardon as well. She retired to East Cork about 20 years ago and both of them talked to me and what you can hear by now is a very busy mobile library about their love of books. 
I was born with a book in my hand. <laughs> I read a book and I, <laughs> I like whodunits and murder mysteries and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Tell me about the first book that really had an impact for you as a child. Can you remember? It was a book called, I think it was called The Evacuees. It was about children that were evacuated from London into the country during the war. I think it was the evacuees, and then I used to do Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and all that kind of stuff, and all the classics like Little Women. And A service like this, obviously, it's bringing books to the people, essentially. It is. I'd be lost without it. What do books do for you? You build up your own imagination of the person. Like if you're reading, say, Jack Reacher books, you, you know what Jack Reacher is like in your head. Then you see the movie and see Tom Cruise and say, uh oh. I don't know, I think I just like to lie in bed and read a book and turn the pages and get to the next chapter. And if it's good, I can't have to wait and read the next one and then the next one be four o'clock in the morning and I'm still reading. <laughs> do you come in every week? Every third, yeah, I do. Couldn't miss it. Tell me about your relationship with books. Were you always a well, reader? Not, not really. I wouldn't think so now. My father was. What did he read? He, he read all... Um, around the world, you know. He read fact. And he never travelled outside of Ireland. He did have a honeymoon, I think, in England. But he knew... People thought he travelled the world. Because of the books. You see what books do for you. But I suppose my father got his children's encyclopedias. And we found those terrific. There were about six of them, I think. These were basically the internet before the internet. Oh, they were, yeah. And, you know, there were big books. And they were expensive. They were. You paid them off, I think, <laughs> over a couple of months. Some people did, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But I think he got them secondhand. They were children's encyclopedias. And I read only when I'm in bed. And only for the books. Oh, I feel lost if I haven't a book to read. Oh, so do I, Brian. They're my kind mm. of people. I'd have panic now if, I, if I'm finishing a book and I haven't got one lined up. Yeah, I'm a bit like that. But I have a pile on the bedside locker at the moment. It's since Christmas. It's kind of driving me well, a little bit listen, angsty. You have them all <laughs> sorted out now till September at least. <laughs> remote workers, Brian, you mentioned remote workers earlier. And that's a group who are now going out and availing of, of the mobile library. That's something I hadn't thought of when I was thinking about their customer base. But we were stopped outside the Garyville Hotel and several remote workers had stopped in. And as I said, they're there to get books. But obviously it, it's a social engagement as well. It can be somewhat isolating working remotely and it was a chance really for a chat with neighbours. Lorna for example lives locally, works remotely and she told me why the service works for her. It's just the accessibility it provides is marvellous especially now I guess when one works sometimes remotely um, as well as being in a town or a city. It's just great you can pop out in your lunch break, um, get books and yeah you're not dependent on going in on busy days of the week. It's just a really nice I suppose mental break as well as anything else. Were you always a reader? It's um, on and off affair I would say. (laughs) It's a New Year's resolution and it's on at the moment Um, but yeah I've always enjoyed books. What was the New Year's resolution to read more? Just to read more make more time for myself to read um, I just find it really good for switching off at night time. I have a few books I want to have a little look for um, and I'll also have a look at the kids' books. What's the one book that's stuck with you that you've read? I have finally just finished uh, American Dirt and I thought it was fantastic and has really re-engaged my mind with reading actually. So I'm like, so yeah. It's amazing sometimes it just takes one book, yes, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Broadens the horizons again. 
yeah, American Dirt is a, is a good one. Uh, school visits then, Brian, they're an important part of the services for the mobile libraries. Absolutely. They make several primary school and preschool stops on the route. Uh, each class thing gets to come out. They get some new books, get to drop back the old books. And it's about helping nourish and encourage reading at that young age and introduce children to what a library service has to offer, given that they may not actually have a branch in their local town and village. So we stopped at Grange National School in Fromoy. Uh, the mobile library pulled up outside each class got to take their turn getting their books as you'll hear. We have second class on board at the moment and they're all changing their books or some of them are renewing their books and looking for other books. My name is Ada. Ada, that's a lovely name. What age are you? Uh, I'm eight. Eight. Are you getting a book or are you giving a book back? Uh, I gave a book back and now I'm sharing my book with a boy called Sean. Yeah. So what are you sharing? With Dogman. Yeah, Dogman. There's a new one, and it's the red one. Um, Luke Flynn. Luke Flynn. What age are you, Luke? Um, I'm eight years old. You're in second? No, first class. Oh, first. I got it wrong. Tell me what book now you're hoping to get today. I'm hoping to get Horde Henry. The books are just really good. Are they? Yeah. What's yeah. your name? Harry. Harry. What are you reading, Harry? Dogman. Dogman is so <laughs> popular. Yeah, it is really yeah, like, Go on. they're very good, like, and entertaining as well. There's very little words on the pages, and but there's, there's just something in it that makes me feel like I just want to read it. Like, Is it hard to put it down when you've picked it up? Yeah. 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 Actually, one day I was at the library and I saw, like, a full bunch of Dogman books. I was like, like... I was like, okay, I need to get every single one of them. Like, <laughs> seriously, I need to get every single one of you them. You won't sleep a wink if you get all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I better let you back to class. Thanks for yeah. talking to me. Off with their Dogman books and Horrid Henry and all those ones that they love in my house as well and probably yours too, Brian. Uh, students in Grange National School in Fermoy, they're talking to Brian and thanks to the staff of Cork County Council's East Cork Mobile Library Service who had Brian spend some time with them this week. Now, still to come in the next hour, Brexit bill, why Britain's economy has shrunk by 5% as a direct result of leaving the EU. Why are some people always late? Can they help it or are they just inconsistent? And Ian and Ilana on the birds and animals who stick together for better or worse and mate for life. Coming up next, though, should knife crime attract tougher sentences? We debate. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.